Hey Fidel, so here we go again. Yep, second time around, baby. This dating life can't be that difficult, can it? <laughs> You'd think so, right? I can tell you one thing. We are definitely going to have a lot of stories to share. Let's go for it then. Hello, Portion. Morning to the king himself. Are you okay? I am tickety-boo. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. What are we talking about today, Portia? Well, I loved your post on Facebook about do women say what they want and do they talk about it with their friends? And and do, you know, do will we openly share? I thought that was a really good... Yeah, I mean, what the post is actually about is more do women worry about what men want? Yeah, sorry. Do yeah, it was that, yeah. wasn't it? Like what? But I think that comes from the fact. The reason why I said it that way then is because I think it comes from the fact that we don't openly talk about it and we don't share about it. So I think there's become this laziness of thinking we just lie back and and open up yeah. our legs and away we go. Well, I think it comes from a place of like that men are easily pleased in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, uh, and I mean, and that works for both men and women, isn't it? You know, guys. I did a post about that the other day about respect your dick and and there are guys who genuinely are like any holes of gold they'll just like say yes to any sex with any woman that ever offers it to them and it's like that's what their like discernment goes out out of the window for a lot of men and you're kind of guys are brought up with that attitude right from an early 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 stage that it's quantity not quality that matters um and it's all about notches on your bedposts and it doesn't matter whether you're drunk she's drunk even consent comes into it along the way as is well is that really true though i mean do guys really think that i mean or is it just that it's like are they wanting to satisfy the woman in that instance then or is it just about there's a mix what? so then it goes so then you so then you've got that's that old school male mentality and then where we are as a generation is we've also got the flip side of that which is the nice guy mentality where it's all about pleasing women and then you get the guys who will like they'll be going down on you and they'll be looking up at you all like, like an expectant little puppy waiting for you to have your <laughs> orgasm like a dutiful good boy before they're allowed to penetrate you or whatever you know they've got their little routine and they stick to it and they're you know you know when you have an orgasm they're like yay and they give themselves a little gold badge um and that, which is almost just as bad right you know it's like geez it might work the first time but after two or three occasions when they put out the same routine it's just like dude what are you doing so there's a there's a there's a there's a flip and so mainly what i hear from women is and you know all the jokes are about guys who don't last very long guys who don't have guys with little willies do you know what i mean like that's there's a lot of feminine laughter at men you know that humorous thing which i get where it comes from you know it, it a lot of it comes from after you know being abuse and domination and everything else like that from previous generation like we're on a, 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 a cultural level um but like men being better in bed and lasting longer and their performance in the bedroom like performance anxiety is a massive thing for men and your that attachment to mas masculinity re really is a thing like being able to get it 
get it up, being able to keep it up and being able to, to last a long time, your sexual performance is a, is a thing. Listen, it's not particularly about skill and craft and nuance and, and anything else like that. And, and it is, it's narcissistic in its thing, you know, it's ego driven. It's, it's not about the woman. It's about me being able to last a long time and fuck you like I want to like do you know what I mean yeah 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 but it's still a thing and there's a massive you know it's a billion dollar industry you know right down to the little pills the little blue pills right Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is that in my experience as somebody who takes sex quite seriously do you know what I mean like I've, I've and I always have them this isn't just recently since I've been into coaching but even more so now you know I read a lot about it I'm I'm interested in the in the process so there's hundreds of books for women, for, for men, to learn how to pleasure women. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's lots of them. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, haven't ever come across a book specifically aimed at women. There's lots of joint books that has about penis massage and stuff like that in there. But I just don't hear it as a topic of conversation. You know, I run a women's group and I ne- all I ever hear in there about sex is like how to enjoy it themselves and also like how to laugh at men not being very good at it. Whereas in the men's group and all of my men's groups, it's a it's a concern. It's a conversation. Is it a sharing conversation though? Is it like a oh I do this thing and she loves that? Like it will will people go will guys go into detail or like will they share tips? That's one of the few times I think one of the few actual conversations about sex that men do talk about without it descending into childish banter. Like, because most of the conversations that men have around sex, like it's all, it's either bravado or banter or both. Um, but I think actually guys do share a few tips and concerns. It's really vulnerable to come out of it, but I think it's more common. Like guys do talk about it. And like I said, it's a, guys buy books about it. Guys do like top Google searches about it. You know, it's I've a thing that- Googled it, like how to please a man, definitely. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I put in the group, um, somebody wrote about, you know, team magazines. That's how I started. And so I did practice on, you know, fruit and vegetables, <laughs> how to do certain manoeuvres and stuff like that. So I've definitely wanted to know, but I do think there also is a, in a, in a woman, there's the element of the guy always says, doesn't he? I just want to please you. So I do think we kind of go, okay, all I've got to do is lie back. And, you know, if you don't really give a shit, if you're not really in it, you're not going to put any effort in as well I think sometimes it's that isn't there if you're not gonna if you're not really feeling that connection with that person you're just gonna kind of not really care about wanting to please them yeah I just didn't like and, and I just think there's this assumption that whenever we talk about people not being good in bed it's made it's largely a laughing thing about men yeah actually there's loads of women that are not very good in bed you know but I've just never heard that being a conversation I've just never heard women ever raising it as a concern amongst themselves yeah no definitely it's not a shared conversation I've never had a woman say to me whereas where I have had men say to me she was bad in bed about exes um but I've never had a woman a friend say you know could you help me out I'm struggling <laughs> because I think maybe we just all think that we're amazing <laughs> yeah so well this is the bit that I was trying to work out is it because you all think you're amazing is it because you think men are easy to please and a bit like leanne said in the group she said like a lot of women just think all i need to do is provide a hole yeah it's a brutal thing but i think that that is the mindset of a of a, of a lot of women it's not quite lie back and think of england mm. but the focus is on pleasuring themselves and, and i bet 
the women that do have looked into it and do it as an ongoing thing like and and here's the one thing so as a teen reading teen magazines obviously you look like there will be stuff aimed at things but that's about the first time how many women then actually carry on and continue to deepen their knowledge and understanding Mm -hmm. with a desire with a with the energy of it being about their partner rather than it being about themselves yeah and I think, is there an element of there's so much more to a woman's orgasm than there is to a man's as well? Because we've got so many different stimulation points and, and orgasms that we that that take place. And I guess a man is only just starting to become a little bit more talked about for a guy. I mean, internal orgasm and things like that as well now. And I think maybe um, it depends on who you're having sex with, doesn't it? Like, so, you know, my last relationship, he was obviously very... Um, sexually aware had tried lots of different things so I was I was much more like right I need to know what I'm doing and I need to really be able to meet meet his needs whereas previously I hadn't really had anyone that was that knowledgeable and that experienced in different areas so I guess it wasn't in me to think about it do you see what I mean I think sometimes it depends on who you're yeah but when you bring that to the table I think I think you're right I think, yes, there is a lot more to learn about the female anatomy and women in sex and orgasms and everything else like that. <clears throat> Here's where the problem lies generally with sex talk um, and learning is that that makes it all about the orgasm, mm. which it isn't. Like a guy can have an orgasm in 10 seconds. Do you know what I mean? Like any guy can just have an orgasm, even your guy and me and stuff like that, if you kind of want to. Like it's not difficult, a bit of friction, and off we go. That doesn't mean we've had great sex. No. Just because we've orgasmed. And likewise for women too. Like, you know, there's Definitely lots of women that can, that can, have, orga- no can still have an orgasm for and have shit sex. <laughs> but I think that's more common for, for, for men. Like, I think there's a lot more women that won't have an orgasm unless it's great sex. But well, when we focus purely on that goal, and, and that's what I mean about the, good, the nice guys, right? Beaver in a way down there, like a good little boy. Until you have your like that goal focused thing, they're almost looking at their watch, waiting. Uh, and it, it puts pressure on women, right? Mm. And it's that goal orientated thing where you get stuck in that cycle, right? I'll go down on you, you have your orgasm, then we'll do some penetration. I'll have my orgasm, and then we'll have a little cuddle and go to sleep. Like it comes that re- that routine, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, which I think is commonplace for the vast majority of relationships. It is in that way around. We like literally just have have orgasm as the goal, and then when we orgasm, we stop. And there's a lot of guys pride themselves. Well, you know, I always make sure she comes first, which is one of the books I've read recently. She comes first. It's just like, well, and I think that perpetuates that idea, and it stops men. It's difficult to say this because a lot of women's experience are with guys being selfish and just turning up for their pleasure. So they're two pumps and a squirt kind of guys. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there is those two types of guys. There's those guys, and then there's the nice guys, the she comes first guys. And I think that type of book and that messaging perpetuates that, and it stops those guys showing up for their own pleasure. When we think about their own pleasure, we only think about the end result. Yeah. Not being in the moment, not about the the journey. We are all chasing the orgasm, and that's why I've started to train in Tantra now, because that's what that's all about. It's like you're not chasing the orgasm anymore. It's more about the experience of actually just being touching and feeling into the sensations oh. and actually 
don't have the orgasm, if anything, because that then takes away from, you know, you want to really build up all the energy beforehand. But I think that's something new that I'm coming into now. But historically, it's always been the, the guy just saying, you know, I, I just want to make you come and I just want to please you. And, and because of that, I think it makes you just automatically go, OK, well, I'll just lie back then. And, and once you've done that, then that gets over that kind of pressure for you. You've got what you've wanted and then you can crack on. And then, yeah, we get a good night's sleep, which is terrible, isn't it? But, <laughs> but how many people are living that life? Exactly. I know it's, I did it for 20 odd years. You know, it's miserable every Friday night. Oh, this is sex night. <laughs> Friday sex night, night, yeah, sex night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But I do think that there needs to be, um, we always, I mean, everything comes down to communication in the end, doesn't it? Because I think there needs to be guys saying to a woman, really, I think this is the trouble. Instead of them saying, I just want to make you orgasm, I want to please you. I think there needs to be more like, do you know what I'd like? I'd like it if you did this to me and I'd like it if you did that to me. Because then it makes a woman go, Oh, okay. Like yeah. I did. In fact, the last person um, that I was into it with, he did that. He said it was during, but he went, I want you to do this. And it was like, I like, you know, how nice to have someone just suddenly go, I want you to stop and do this. And I was like, okay, that was like a massive turn off for me. It was like, you're telling me what you want rather than me kind of just sitting on top going, you know, is this any good? It was like, okay, there's an actual, I know what you, you're going to get what you want. So said like, said like a good dominant. <laughs> so stop I think, and do this. Yeah, I liked that. I thought, of course, man, that's hot. This is good. Yeah, it's like it's giving me rather than me kind of just cracking on with it and thinking, oh God, you know, is, is he enjoying this or what? Or I knew that was going to be, you know, something that he wanted, and that's what more guys need to do. They need to actually say to us, "Do you know what? I I, I really like it if you do this to me." And then we'll know, won't we? What what the point? Oh, sure. And where. And to- I- and it's the same with women, which is where it comes from, where people should learn about themselves and then be able to communicate it. It's yeah. the same. So I guess my question was that guys, rather than communicating, are still going over here and trying to learn about how to unlock women. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just wondered whether women were doing the same. And it doesn't seem like right, once you get past kind of teenage years that that actually stops for women. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I definitely don't think we share as a as a group as much sexually women i think um thank you i don't see yeah I, again like my obviously my little window into it is is a bit of a bubble and and the women that i know do talk about sex a lot no, amongst themselves yeah and i realize that they're probably not the norm but i think most of the women i know right from school and stuff like that are pretty open with each other and their mates sexy and they share their stories in great detail I think women are just generally more communicative with their friends and stuff like that guys do not not tell they don't they don't tell the truth you know it is all bravado and banter with guys really see if, if I go into detail I find women get a bit like oh you know if I'm like Oh, like he tied me up last night. You know, they all go a bit like, oh, you know, like, oh, crikey, that's a bit risky. Do you know what I mean? And I always think, come on, like, uh-huh. you're as adventurous, really. Yeah. You're hanging around with the wrong girls, for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. I think I don't, I don't think women share as maybe that, like, they'll say, oh, I, you know, I had really good sex last night or something like that, but they don't go into detail as much. But maybe that's obviously, like you say, maybe it is the people I'm communicating with. I need to, I need to change my scene. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of them out there now. Big scene. I think if he's, even if you put something like that in the women's club, I think there'd be loads of loads and loads of women that would join in a conversation like that. Yeah, true. Hmm. 
I did notice I've joined the Killing Kittens group now, and, and there's loads of stuff on there as well, isn't there, for people to, you know. Yeah, there's the group chat. They we're just having it. I'm in the men's the men only group chat on that platform today, and there's conversation about sort of uh, switching, so being dominated rather than being dom- dominant, uh, which is interesting and stuff like that. So yeah, that's a real cool place to be where there's a a, a bunch of guys just talking about sex. Um, in that way, being really open and honest and, and stuff like that, which is why why I've joined it. So I'm looking forward to interacting more in there. And also um, for me, having a group that I, that where I'm not the coach and I'm not the one running. Yeah, it's nice. Running it, yeah, 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 yeah. It should be nice. So I do think. But yeah, I think sex positivity is a big, is a is a growing. Yeah, definitely. Growing business is a growing, growing industry, and there's more yeah. and more places like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I think. Um, yeah like if, if your group of friends aren't sharing it with you then try to find platforms like that where you can share stuff because it yeah. would be helpful to learn from each other's experiences and to talk more openly about things because otherwise you don't know do you you know it's, it you can see stuff in movies and everything else but you sort of need people to give you that reassurance that it's okay to try these things I think that's because we're brought up that it's not okay to try all these different things you kind of it's fear-based, isn't it, that stops us. But actually, you need someone to go, it's all right to be, you know, to try that and to be a di- bit different and maybe you like that. And Yeah. I mean, look, for a start, we're British, you know, so that comes with all its own gumph, doesn't it? And I think, again, our just transitional period for women where we have literally gone through women's kind of sexual liberation, you know, when we're not all there and the, the, the hangover from being slut shamed or whatever is is still there it is still there and it's especially women of our age group in our 40s or whatever um at our in a our, when we were children we certainly that language and that that was still was still a thing wasn't it being called a slag like you know and, and it wasn't it wasn't a done thing so it's only really been in the last kind of like 20 20 years or so that that's become more and more acceptable but that doesn't mean you've still got to overcome your little inner voices mm-hmm. that are saying oh no maybe i shouldn't that's not it's not okay mm. I, I really in some ways to... that's part of the fun though right in some ways there's that going against that is actually part of the excitement as well isn't it yeah exactly but sometimes i, I mean like i often talk about sex in, in front of my kids because i want them to grow up feeling that it's not something that should be hidden and shameful i want them to feel like they can just talk about it and I want them to feel that it, you know, it's a very, it is a natural thing, isn't it, that we're all doing. And if it, if something that you like is a bit different to what you've seen on the movies, it shouldn't be something shameful. So it's really a hard thing to start. There's even there's some more movies now now as well, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing, though. So we talk about British culture, but really Brit- British sex culture has always had a massive underground of kink. You know, it. You know, Market Marcus de Sade or whatever is is British. You know, so all of that BDSM and all of that all started here. That you know, there's always been a massive subculture of perms. But it's as all we, hidden, as, like, we, as we say in Bristol. It's hidden. Perverts everywhere, like. Um, <laughs> well, it is hidden. Well, I did a little search the other day. I ended up. Um, I don't even know how I ended up there, but looking at like whether you could hire like a, a dungeon type thing like a bdsm setup and it turns out there's loads of them in bristol why were you looking for such a thing for now 
that is something that I mean. So I've got a thing where you know, like the the pain stuff is not my back. Like it, in my life, I've had considerable experience with violence, and so I just don't equate that with sex, like mm-hmm. that thing. But I am dominant. I am a I am dominant, and so I, I enjoy exper- experiencing that and, and like pushing that a little bit further. And it's certainly I'm now learning all about like ropes and all of that sort of thing. And I guess. But the kit to to do all of that stuff is like, what am I going to do? I mean, it's hard enough putting up a bloody punch bag in mid garage. Do you know what I mean? Let alone setting up a blooming red room. Um, so uh, yeah, I was pondering it, and it, it wasn't that. It was because I was talking to my friend Shawnee Love, who's been on my podcast and on one of my podcasts. He's a he's a kink practitioner and a trainer. Um, and I was asking him about shibari, like the ropes, and I was like, where where can I go and learn a bit more about that? Because I really like that. Because that's quite yeah, I like shibari too. But it's beautiful, you know. There's an, this, there's an art to it. Yeah. There's a dominance to it. There's an art, but it's more it's subtle. It's not that rough and ready. And I really, really like that. That's why up my street. So I want to learn how to do a bit more of that properly. So I asked him about it, and he was telling me that he's running a workshop, a, con- a conscious shadow kink workshop for practitioners. Um, and I think that's how I ended up. I don't know. I can't remember. I ended up googling it, and there I was faced with there being one literally just down the road from me, Amazing. like a, a bloody uh, BDSM dungeon that you can hire by the hour, or go and be mistress or whatever. With dom- they got in-house dominatrix and all that, and a and a house slave boy answers wow. the door and cleans up and all this. And this is like this is right on my doorstep, and I live in suburban Bristol, like. And it, yeah, there were several there's, of them. There's probably loads of that, yeah, that's sort of hidden away that we don't know about just around the corner. Well, it only takes a Google search. And it's the fact that I'd never even thought about doing it. And, and, and uh, yeah, I did one little Google search and there, there I found them all. Like mm. lots of them and they seem quite popular. But that's where, again, I think is the fear. We sort of blinker ourselves, don't we? We sort of go, okay, I don't need to look into all these unusual things because it's too weird and it's too scary. And then suddenly it's like, once you start to, like you're like you're doing, you're like, start, and I am as well, start looking at that. Oh, okay, I might let's like try that. And what would that be like? And, and Shibari is definitely one that caught my eye because I was like, wow, I love, so I brought some Shibari ropes and, you know, how to play with them and stuff like that. And, and it is really lovely, but it's kind of like, yeah, I was sort of, you know, it's the next step on from that, isn't it? And it's like, okay, so then then what? And then what? And it's like, there's different layers all the time. So you start to open up your awareness <clears> of what's out there. And I think that ties in really well with our theme for this entire podcast, the second time around. And I think that's what I see in communities like Killing Kittens and other communities like it, where it is people that are coming out of that divorce or, or they're trying to liven up their, their marriage before it goes pop. Yeah. you know but it is this kind of age group largely um not anymore i mean killing kids again has got a load of like 20 early 30 I was gonna say most of the people on there that i saw yesterday were young i was talking yeah about- there's a there's a lot of 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 youngsters in there so and that's brilliant isn't it like they they have just got a totally different um thing going on like i said a lot of them are early early 30s so they're growing up with a different concept and i think well and their kids again will, will come at it and this is why we i think on the first podcast we were talking about you know marriage this you know to get married two point one children and all of that i think each consecutive generation is just going to be finding out different ways of doing stuff yeah and i think the that kind of swinging community polyamory or just kind of like open relationship stuff is is an answer once you can get rid of 
the wrongness of it and all of the jealousy that comes in, which mostly comes from the fixed thing that we've got in our head of what a family should look like and what a relationship should look like. Mm -hmm. You know, that we've just got it painted into our, it's just drilled into our heads. And so anything outside of that is naughty and wrong and not something we want long term. Um, so I think with each progressive generation, they'll just discover new ways of doing it, right, rights and wrongs. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think, though, from speaking from a woman's perspective, I think more men need to stand up and say what they want. That would be my piece of advice. More men need to stand up and say, yeah, yeah, for sure. In all areas. I don't just even think. <laughs> well, this is what I do. I coach guys. To, most guys do not know what they want. I ask them. Well, what I don't think do. women do either. Just in life in general, when I ask guys what they want, it's one of the first questions I ask. And they get, you just get silence. They have no idea. And then if they do start saying stuff, it's from society or from, it's what their partner wants mm-hmm. or what their kid wants or what they think their partner wants mm. and what their kids want. Um, so, yeah, people don't connect with, with their own desires and stuff like that, which is what the exploration is all about, isn't it, really? Because mm. guys always communicate with me, you know, when they flirt in messages or, or anything like that, it's always saying, I just want to please you. I love going down on a woman because I know, you know, I just want to, you know, make you come. And it's just like, oh, do you know what I mean? Well, look, even on the Kidding Kittens, I was looking yesterday and I was looking at the guy's profiles. Um, so I was looking at my partners from her side of it. And I was just, I was looking at all the guys that had contacted her sort of thing. And I was like, all right, let me have a look at some of the, their profiles. And so many of them was just like that. And I was like, dude, come on, man. Yeah. Like so many of them going, oh, I just, my pleasure is giving you pleasure. And and it was just like, dudes. Plus it also looked like a bloody Instagram um, wall of fame as well. It was just like, <laughs> like all you must do all day is sit ups and eat. Like egg white omelettes and chicken breast. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm sure that's probably the height of your conversation as well. How long to boil your asparagus? Because, <laughs> like, it's all well and good. Like, there were some guys who you could tell kept in shape because their thing, they played sport or whatever. But a lot of them, like, you don't carry around a, like, a body like a lot of them had going on. It takes a lot of work, especially mm-hmm. when you get to a certain age. But you could, I mean, the same, the same with women, isn't it? I think the more somebody puts into themselves and going to the gym and looking a certain way, then often there's not much more. It's the energy behind it, isn't it? It's why you're doing it. If you're yeah. doing it for external validation, and that's the thing with it when people are focused on that type of training that is purely for aesthetics, because it's not about health, is it? You know, like there's a difference between a healthy body and what those youngsters have got now on love island and all of that sort of stuff you know for me internal personal development would be far better time spent than external now you know i think in the past obviously when i was younger i used to think going to the gym was really important for people but actually you know learning to who you are journaling reading you know what do you want who am i as a person then that those people once they've done that sort of work then they can go out there and do all the better things yeah. they can be better in their work oh. they can be better sexually they can be better in a relationship but, but and that makes do- you want to take care of you i think health comes i don't think it's an either or i think it's the type of training like i said like we always say going to the gym i don't think i had this conversation with my my coach about 
he said it to me and it just landed really heavy. He said those commercial gyms aren't, aren't healthy. They're not healthy places. Mm-hmm. The energy's up. And I was just like, damn. Because I I'm a, I was a member at one, one of the big cheapy ones that's open 24 hours. But like when I go in there, I'm just blinkered because most of my training is done for purpose. Like it's for boxing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and for, for my health. So I would only go into one of those gyms to, to literally use the equipment to do some weights that insisted me in there. So I go in there and I'm blinkered. And after he said that to me, I looked around and I'm just like, actually, these people, did none of them look happy. But this again, this is what I'm saying to do your internal work. You need to know yes. why, why you're going to the gym, what you're trying to get from it. I mean, aesthetically, I'm probably, geez, I could look much better very easily. I'm, I'm quite blessed thing, but I don't. Do you know what I mean? I'm 46. I've got a bit of a pot belly. I've got some guns and stuff, but I'm fit and I'm healthy. Here's the thing. All of those guys, I will outrun them. I will beat them up. Do you know what I mean? And I'm... <laughs> And I'm probably better in bed. So it's like, why are you even do like you're again, like focus and energy just all totally in the wrong places. Yeah. So definitely. Like, I might not look as great as you. And yeah, you know, but if I've got the great body there, I'm gonna keep her. No, you're gonna keep her if you know who you are yeah. and you know what to do and you know what you want and you can communicate that with her, then you're gonna keep her. The good body sure. just a bonus. <laughs> and masculinity is about is about energy, right? And I know some real masculine men that aren't in shape at all, but they know what they bloody want and they're not afraid to communicate it. Like mm-hmm. that guy who you were just talking about, mm-hmm. stop doing that, do it like this. Now that's fucking sexy. It's way more sexy than a six pack. Yeah. It just is. A guy who who knows what he wants and isn't afraid to to communicate that, right? It's hotter yeah. than a guy with 10 inch guns. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. And like I said, like, there's been many guys. Likewise for women, too, as well. Like, you know? Yeah. Likewise, no, com- confidence is sexy, way. right? In for, for, for everything, confidence yeah. is sexy. And I think when you're training, people would say that they're doing it for confidence. But if you're training your body to get confidence, then it's never going to work. Because mm. it's never going to be perfect, right? You're always There's always going to be something else. And that's when people end up like this whole thing now of women with the lip fillers. And the, the, I mean, that's just, there's so many women. Now. Lip fillers, boob jobs. What's well, Love Island, isn't it? That's that. I can't understand why they keep putting girls on like that because I think it's so unfair as role models for the younger generation that, that it's as if that's saying that's what you need to look like. I wish they put more ordinary people into Love Island. That's the only she, thing. That gets my daughter me. said it to me. She said it's just lip filler. It's just naught. It's just. I went look at her face. Look at her face, and she was like, "Are you judging her?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's going, "But it's just some lip filler." And I was like, "There's no just about lip filler. Mm. Like nah, <laughs> there there's no the- just." There was the episode where they where the guy had said about fake women and one of them got really defensive and she was like you don't know what we've gone through why we have to do this make ourselves look fake because of what we've been through which fair enough okay i, I get that that's the reasoning behind it but then it's not a good image to portray as the main thing for the younger audience watching all those women with fake things it's and just what have, they, what have they been through it's like saying on tv You've got to look like that. That's not fair, really, is it? And yeah, and I agree. They need- and what, have, what have they been through? Like, I don't, want, I don't want to turn into one of these boomers where I'm like, you lot have nothing. I have no idea. Like, I get, I kind of get it, and I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm I was bullied guy. for having no boobs all my life, and I've never once had a boob job. I've thought about it, but then I actually love having no boobs now. Like for years, I thought I want boobs. Why have I not got boobs? But well, having smaller boobs, they stay the same as you get older, right? True, and after having you still kids, have, you still have great boobs saggy. when you're when you're forty and fifty. Like you know, yeah, exactly. I've learned uh, to love my boobs, <laughs> and that's what you need to do. You need to accept yourself, don't you, for who you are. 
I do this. So this is a practice that I do. I've dropped off a little bit, but I started it again recently. Um, well, I just stand in front of the mirror, like stark naked in front of a full thing. And I just give thanks to my body. Do you masturbate? Because, do I masturbate in front? No, no, that's not a thing. That I do have a little go sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, it's not. I don't know. thing again is to masturbate in front of the mirror. Hmm. Yeah, I've done it. And like my thing is just about being grateful because mm. i've done some crazy things you know as was it a couple of months ago i ran 48 miles in 48 hours and there's just no way i should my body should have been able to do that i'd never like furthest i've ever run before that was 10k um and then like you know and i said I, I can i can i still fight i still do crazy things i can run up a mountain no problem you know and and i just think and every now and again i get a bit down about my belly or whatever that i don't look where i do and i'm starting to get my wrinkles around me chin and that but then I said, actually, man, this old meat sack has done really, really well for me. I mean, it earned me a load of money when I was a stripper for three years for, yeah. when I was younger. Uh, I put food on the table and it's taken me on all these wonderful adventures. And when you know, you do it quite a lot, right? You know, you go hill walking and stuff. It never ceases to amaze me how, I mean, that is just such a natural, normal thing for a human to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Walk up a hill. And you just see so many people that are unable to do it or who are really, really struggling to do it. And again, there's no shame by me saying this. It just fills my heart with sadness as a human species. Um, It's definitely an important, like that's why I always end all my yoga practices with like when everyone's in that kind of last little few moments before they come out of um, meditation is to say, Thank you to your body and to yourself mm. to really appreciate it. Yeah. I think that, that's the reason why someone can't walk up a hill or can't yeah, for sure. gym or can't eat healthy because they don't yep. love and value their body enough to give it the good stuff. Boom. Exactly. And we can bring that right full circle back as we often deviate. We have done massively, but <laughs> we bring that right down into the bedroom. It's the same thing. Yeah. Which like, is why you know? I do. I do masturbate in front of the mirror Man. sometimes because I, I stand there and say, you know, wow, I love my body. It looks amazing. I'm going to appreciate every inch of it. That's self-love to me. I'm just, I'm just going to sit with that image for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a really good practice for making you feel empowered, I think. It is, yeah. I mean, again, so my socials, I did a post about being kind of proud of your penis. Like, my, I keep meaning to get the T-shirts, respect your dick like respect the dick i just think there needs to be a bit of a movement around that because i think the more men that prize their penis like in a real genuine way yeah like, definitely you know, own it yeah we're less likely to bloody send photographs of it off to everybody out in the world like you know we're less likely to stick it in the wrong places without permission totally less agree. likely to bloom in um to 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 just dis- to disrespect it and put it in places that we don't really want to, that we regret in the morning um, and all those sort of things. I just think respecting your dick is really, really, really important. And, and just, the, and the pleasure that it can give you, right. The same way that women worship their yonis um, or whatever. I don't think like they do saying. enough. I don't no, think they, they do don't, enough. they don't, they don't, no, no, it's not, it's not done at all. But again, I, 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 I am hyper aware that I do live in a little bubble, you know, um, but, in my little bubble which is at the forefront of all of this stuff there is a lot more talk about women doing it and i see no one 
talking mm. about men doing it just no one you know and i think if there was i would i would see it obviously there's a couple of guys out in bali or whatever in their bongo trousers but um <laughs> there's very few people talking about respecting the penis themselves and teaching and teaching young men as well to to do that that's how we're going to change the way things are mm -hmm. but yeah but being grateful for it i mean it's an amazing bloody piece of kit like the penis you know it's a life giver look we carry around the seeds in but that's it that's, in our that's, balls. And, that's and the whole the thing isn't it both of us male and female mm -hmm. those parts of our body oh, enable really? us to create life Right. But really, the whole thing is magical and amazing. It is. It is. Instead yeah. of us believing that, we've made it kind of dirty and secretive. And, you know, my first sexual experience was outside on a canal, you know, which is sort of romantic. It was raining and stuff like that. <laughs> but... I'm glad I'm glad you've romanticised it. <laughs> <laughs> he, I've been with him a long time as my, you know, sort of a long time, probably like I'm five gonna, months or something. I'm, but... I'm going to keep the first image rather than replace <laughs> it. I'm not going to replace it with that one. <laughs> trouble you know you, you're sneaking around trying to have sex because you don't think it's right and this is what I was saying to my daughter I'm like you know you're gonna have sex in the room next door to me that's gonna happen in our life you know and she's like horrified yeah, by that. that she's like yeah. don't tell me you've done it in the room next to me and like of course I have you know it's like that's life we shouldn't be trying to get away from the fact that I don't want you sneaking off down the road to have it I want you to it's a natural magical wonderful experience you should be sharing not hiding away outside in the gutter not, not sharing with your parents though like i don't i don't want i don't want to hear that i don't, don't want to uh, hear that that's gonna happen i mean seriously i will wear i'm glad you've got i'm glad i'm divorced they can just do that they can do that at their mum's house <laughs> you can't hide away from the fact that it's natural go, listen i'm all sex positive and everything else like that for everybody apart from my daughters sexually in our prime apparently at 14 14 that's what i've in her prime yeah I, when you apparently that's when you come into your absolute this is it you're ready to thought, have really good sex at 14. i thought it was at a way round. i thought women it i thought women hit their prime in like mid to late 30s not according um, to um, the the what no, i've been reading in the to read that ah ooh, a tantra, tantra version of it yeah because i think the standard thing is that women hit their prime sexually or, and they get the most out of it in their sort of mid, mid to late I've days after, after the yeah after the baby bit it's just but i think that's because there. we are like you said we're in our prime now in our age that we're able to understand it we're able to say what we want and need and and we're we're open to new things as we get older whereas when we're younger we're naive and we're just learning and we're fumbling around and we don't really know what we want do we but it's like some cruel trick though isn't it because if men are in their prime in their 20s like they're just they just want to go and have that sex all the time, like with, with anything, you know. Can they, they stamina and all of that sort of stuff? And then it, it dives off because our testosterone levels, when we hit mid thirties, so your estrogen levels go up, ours go, our testosterone levels go down and decrease with age. So as we get older, our kind of like sexual, our sex drive declines unless we do a lot of practices um, and focus on our diet and do all of this sort of stuff. Um, yes, men get into tantra semen retention exactly eat it's your all green leafy vegetables eat your zinc make, keep your zinc high keep your magnesium high lift weights guys and you need to learn to start engaging energetically together Meditate. i think in order to get the stimulation between you that's the best thing is to both be like you know eye contact touching feeling you know that sort of thing to get you both aroused and then come into it rather than i guess when you're younger it's a lot more about let's just you know 
get and get on. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look, like when I was I was stripping, living in Spain uh, when I was twenty, about three and a half years, and I, I, I was talking about it last night. You know, those like, and I was involved in quite a lot of kinky stuff and the like swingy scene and 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 all of that then as all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to go into it too much, but yeah, like, but I it was totally not conscious it was not it was just doing stuff because it was there and it was on a plate you know it wasn't any choice i've discovered a lot of stuff that things that i don't that i knew i didn't i didn't like uh which is useful and but it wasn't about exploring things that i did like i was just just saying yes to everything like you know and i think this time going into it is a different approach isn't it it's more conscious it's about going on a bit of an exploration Definitely. of what, what i do like mm-hmm. you know um which is interesting and just i think it's just as you get older you start to open yourself up to more things you start to think why should i rule anything out you know i want to try new experiences i'm gonna die soon <laughs> sure <laughs> life's do... getting short i want to i want to try new things I want to do new things I want to have new experiences I want you know that's yeah, what for me for sure and I think as, as guys I was talking about physically I don't like I'm not that 20 25 year old anymore I, I like staying up all night fucking is without any assistance probably ain't gonna happen like just purely from an energetic perspective yeah you know um but I you learn stuff in order to make what you can to, to make up for that you know and it's the same it's the same even with like martial arts and skill you know you get more skill to make up for the fact as you get older that you don't have the brute strength anymore or the, or the fitness anymore you learn your skill level goes up instead mm-hmm. um, and i think it's like that in the, in the bedroom so there, but there's a lot of guys who hit that middle-aged thing and they know and their natural kind of drive disappears and so they do too and so rather than up leveling their skill set to make up for their lack of of, of thrusting power, um, they just kind of quit and opt out, mm. blame the partner, or go looking for a younger version, a younger woman, Definitely. or whatever who's going to re- revigorate them um, and and stuff like that. But it doesn't nothing, have to be like that, guys. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than than just routine sex, is there? I mean, that is. <laughs> there is but yeah it's really it's pretty bad <laughs> it's all destroying really you know for, for both people i don't know why we continue to do it because if you don't do it you start to think there's problems in the relationship that you know it highlights it doesn't it but otherwise there's problems in the relationship if you are doing it really for sure yeah 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 routine sex but yeah i mean we all did it didn't we mm. it's kind of what happens and and that's the part of the, the second time around stuff right this is it this is it go go do it go explore it find yeah. stuff we can I really need to contact Killing Kittens and think we should be sponsored by them. I know, because we keep get talking permission. But that kind of sex positive environment, I, I I just think it's a really lovely community of of, of positivity. You no, know, it's not perfect, but it's a good a place as any. And I like I like the way she's done it and she it's commercialized and um, and that stuff. So it's got, it's got some good events on there actually, and the things that they they um, open you up to, like um, yeah. So they yeah, run the, the loads and loads of workshops, and that's how I came across them. Was I ran some workshops for them? Yeah, um, doing touching the penis and how to touch it and be with your partner or be on your own, and you know that was I thought that would be really useful for a lot of women. I might have sent that to somebody. <laughs> I have as well. <laughs> have you? Put <laughs> that yourself. 
Um, I was yeah. like, oh, great, I want to do that. I need someone to do it with. <laughs> you need a model. I was like, because it says on there that there's a guy, yeah, there's a, there's a, a, a dem there's live demonstration. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a rubbish job, isn't it? So I was talking the other day about, well, I've actually um, won, I've got to do a nude posing for a thing on, um, I won a prize to have a, a nude pink painting. Somebody's going to nude paint. Oh, that's exciting. So I was talking about posing naked. Well, do you know, we brought out my gremlins because I was like, on the thread, it was on a Facebook thing and she was like, oh, like I can do it to match your level of bravery. And I was like, well, my level of bravery is doing a naked can-can in front, in front of 500 drunk hendies, women, sort of thing. And then I was like, actually, it's not anymore. And then I put a little star and I said, well, it was 20 years ago. Now I get feel a little uncomfortable going for a wee with the cat watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor me. You didn't have to stare like that. Um, but... <laughs> So I'm wondering, like, that is going to bring my uh, thing, isn't it? Like life posing with somebody painting a picture. That's really good, though. I mean, that's, again, another thing, isn't it? A lot of women do in order to feel empowered. The they boudoir. go for, like, nude photo shoots. Yeah, the boudoir shoot. Mm. Booming little industry, that, the boudoir. One thing I would say is I wouldn't wear the long hair extensions for that picture that you're having done. No, you don't like that? No, I wasn't sure about the long hair. <laughs> Freak me out, if I'm honest with you. I don't like looking at it. <laughs> Well, I think we've done a really good chat. Anyway, we've covered a lot of topics there. I think um, the main point being men need to say what they want and women need to realise that it's a two-way street. Men are waiting for some magic as well. Great summary. <laughs> Great summary. Thanks so much for everyone that joined us. We had a really good chat and I hope you found it useful. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Have a good day. See you there, Angie. Cheers for sure. Bye. Bye. Bye.